0: Hello from Washington, D.C., and thank you for joining us for the latest edition of the Ipsasby Meeting Highlights audio podcast. This podcast will cover some of the agenda items discussed at the Ipsasby's recent meeting, which took place from March the 7th to March the 10th at the International Monetary Fund's HQ1 building. The Ipsasby jointly organized a seminar with the IMF and the World Bank Group on March the 6th. I'm your host John Stanford, Technical Director of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board. Joining me is Ipsasby Chair Ian Carruthers, along with Ipsasby staff members Gwenda Jensen and Joe Spencer. Welcome to all of you. Ian, perhaps you could start by talking about the march the sixth seminar.
1: Thanks, John. Yes, the March 6th seminar was uh, an important event for the board. The objective of holding the board's meeting this week in Washington was to uh, build our relationships with the World Bank and the IMF and other important uh, international organizations based in uh, Washington. And the idea really was to get A much broader stakeholder group together to talk about public financial management and to situate uh, Ipsasby's work in the broader public financial management landscape. So we had a very good uh, debate with uh, those various different uh, organisations by having a series of uh, presentations from a variety of different organisations, not only those organisations but also civil society groups and ratings agencies which really did range over the of the public financial management landscape. And I think it gave us an opportunity to examine what's going on there, where the challenges actually are, uh, to reflect uh, importantly on the fact that uh, 2017 is the 20th anniversary of the start of the IPSAS development programme, what the board's achieved and how that uh, can help already. And then finally, uh, one of the very important inputs was into the start of the strategy and work plan. Uh, discussions the board is now starting to have which will uh, set our strategic direction for the period 2019 through to 2023 and uh, that certainly was a very very good scene setter for the start of that process uh, so overall I think we had more than 100 people here uh, the feedback was very good very positive and I think it's given us a great basis not only as a board but as a, a group of PFM professionals. Uh, to really take this agenda forward
0: thanks Ian for the summary of that very significant event
1: turning to the meeting could you just give us a high level overview Thanks, John. Yes, this was an important meeting in terms of a number of the key uh, public sector specific projects that the board is taking ahead at the moment. Certainly, Gwenda will give us an overview of the uh, heritage project, and uh, importantly, we approved the consultation paper on that at uh, at this meeting. Joe Spencer will talk about the revenue and non-exchange expenses project, where, uh, although we didn't actually get to approve of the consultation paper at this meeting actually we had some very constructive discussions where we got a great deal more clarity between staff and board over what the potential options might be for our revenue uh, standards going forward and how those linked in with the challenges that preparers users uh, of the standards have actually faced in practice so i think that was very important and then finally i would just mention the leases project where As we've uh, mentioned before, the board is facing some quite significant challenges in terms of the approach that we need to take to accounting for lessors. We've already decided that the accounting for lessees should be a convergence project with uh, the new IFRS 16 standard but that we were looking for a symmetry of approach because of the number of times that you have both lessor and lessee in the public sector. And that challenges us to take a different approach for lessors compared with that uh, that the ISB took in IFRS 16. So uh, we took the very important decision about the preferred approach um, for the board in terms of recognising the physical asset on the lessor's books and then starting to discuss some of the consequences then in terms of uh, the credit entries and and how that's reflected going forward. So uh, an important meeting, I think, for the board in terms of the future direction of that project.
0: Thank you, Ian. I'd now like to ask participants to discuss three projects in a little bit more detail, Firstly, turning to Gwenda, could you tell us about developments in the Heritage Project?
2: Yes, John. Well, as Ian said, at this meeting, Ipsasby approved a consultation paper on financial reporting for heritage. The paper describes heritage items as items that are intended to be held indefinitely and preserved for the benefit of present and future generations because of their rarity and significance. The IBSASB's preliminary view is that these special characteristics of heritage items do not prevent them from being assets for financial reporting purposes and heritage assets should be included in the financial statements if they meet the recognition criteria in the conceptual framework. The UBSASB also reached a preliminary view that in many cases it will be possible to measure heritage assets and recognise them in the financial statements. We are keen to get comments on this consultation paper. The deadline for comments is 30 September. You know, John, approval of this consultation paper is a major milestone for the heritage project.
0: Thank you, Gwenda. That's really excellent news. I'd now like to welcome Joe Spencer to Joe's first podcast. Joe joined the Ipsasby staff last October and has been full time in Toronto since January of this year. Joe, could you tell us some of the main points from the board's discussions on revenue and non exchange expenses?
3: Thanks John. This project considers new approaches that could be used for the recognition of revenue and non-exchange expense transactions. At this meeting the Board had a robust discussion regarding approaches for revenue recognition that will be included in the consultation paper. These approaches include providing additional guidance to the current standard Ipsas 23 to help with this distinction between what is and exchange and non-exchange transaction. And then building on this approach, the board also agreed to propose various options to address the issue of transfers with a time requirement restriction. And the final approach proposed is based on adapting the performance obligation approach in IFRS 15 to address public sector specific issues. The board also discussed measurement issues associated with non-contractual revenues and the practical implications of this measurement. It's anticipated that this consultation paper will be approved at the Board's June 2017 meeting.
0: Thank you, Joe. I'd just like to say a few words on the key social benefits project. Paul Mason, the staff lead on social benefits, was sadly unable to be with us in Washington because of a family bereavement. Largely because of Paul's work on this project and the work of the internal advisory group, the Board made some important decisions. These included tentatively agreeing a revised definition of social benefits and some important decisions on recognition and measurement. Firstly, the Board decided that an insurance approach should be optional for schemes intended to be fully funded from contributions where there is evidence that the public sector entity manages the scheme in the same way as an issuer of insurance contracts. Turning to the obligating event approach, which will govern the recognition and measurement of the large majority of social benefit programmes, the board decided to remove the options of key participatory events and the liability accumulating across time in the same way as it does for employee benefits. This will refine and reduce the number of options and, we hope, make approaches clearer for respondents. I'd now like to turn back to Ian to tell us about the preliminary discussions the Board held at this meeting on Ipsasby's strategy and work plan.
1: Thanks, John. Yes, this was the first discussion that the board had had on its work plan and strategy for the period 2019 through 2023. The idea is that the board will develop a draft uh, strategy and work plan to put out constituents approving that at its December 2017 meeting, then with a consultation during the first half of 2018 and aiming for approval of that new uh, strategy and work plan by the end of 2018. In terms of our discussions in March, the idea was to set the scene to get the board's approval for the overall approach that we're going to take in developing the strategy and work plan for the route map through in terms of how we'll use the meetings during the year and an outline of what the document will look like. Preceding the board's meeting, we also had a discussion with the Public Interest Committee uh, about those areas, particularly the the timeline and and the overall approach, uh, and fed that into the discussion. The board's discussion, I think, was very helpful, in particular thinking about the fact that we're likely to develop a number of themes for the strategy and work plan and that there will be projects and strands of work that sit underneath those. We'll start to talk about those in more detail at the June meeting. That will be preceded by a discussion with the Ipsasby Consultative Advisory Group and then also linked to the June meeting with breakout sessions at the meeting. We will be having a discussion at the next public sector standard setters forum which will be holding immediately after the June meeting in Zurich in partnership with the Swiss standard setter SRS and that forum will be a really important opportunity to test the ideas that the board has developed in its June meeting with key constituents the national standards setters from around the world following that the board will consider a first draft of the consultation document in at its september meeting and then we will approve the consultation draft at our december meeting so a very important first step in what will be crucial in setting the board's direction from 2019 onwards which is a crucial period in the adoption of uh, ipsas in many jurisdictions around the world
0: Thank you, Ian. We've almost reached the end of this latest Ipsasby audio podcast. Thanks to Ian, to Gwenda and to Joe, who joined me today, and to you, our listeners. The next Ipsasby meeting will be from June the 27th to June the 30th in Luxembourg. As Ian's indicated, it'll be preceded by a meeting of the Consultative Advisory Group, the CAG, on June 26th. Meetings of the Ipsasby and the CAG are open and members of the public may register as observers. More information is available on the Ipsasby website, www.ipsasb.org. All audio podcast meeting highlights are available in the meetings section of the Ipsasby website. And listeners can find us on iTunes by searching for IFAC accountancy podcast. Listeners can also follow us on Twitter at IPSASB underscore news. Thank you for listening and join us again in June.